Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We're glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. If you open your Bible to the book of 1 Samuel, we'll be reading from verse number 3. 1 Samuel, we're reading from verses number 1. Sorry, we're reading from chapter 3. Reading from verse number 1. Truth to number 10. First Samuel chapter 3, reading from verse 1, through to 10. <clears throat> and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. The word of the Lord was precious in those days, and there was no open vision. And it came to, and it came to pass at that time, when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim, that he could not see. And ere the Lamb of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. Now the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here <clears throat> I am. And he ran unto Eli and said, Here I am. Uh, here I am, for thou hast called me. Yeah, for thou hast called for thou callest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am. For thou calls me, for, how, for thou did calls me. And he answered, I called not. My son lay down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for thou did call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore, Eli said unto Samuel, Go. Lie down, and it came, and it shall be, if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant hear it. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and, the Lord came and stood and called at, at, uh, as, as at other times. And Samuel, I say, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant hear it. Now, here is a verse of this, you know, you know, from this verse of the scripture, we see a number of things about this particular character that we're looking at today. Samuel ministered to the Lord as a child. That's what the Bible tells us. The word of the Lord was precious in those days. In other words, people were no longer hearing what God is saying. The voice of the Almighty God was no longer audible, was no longer, voice was, God was no longer speaking to his people. And the reason is because the Bible says that there was no open vision. Not only that, number three, what we find is that what was responsible, the person that was responsible for hearing God, who was Eli at that particular point in time, was no longer an effective minister. Bible makes us to understand that not only was his eyes getting dim, his spiritual vision was already dim, and he no, could no longer see what God was saying, could no longer even hear what God was saying anymore. And as it was... As if that was not enough, the Lamb of God, which represented the presence of the Almighty God, the Bible told us that, you know, that that particular Lamb was already gone out. 
in other words, the vision was gone. The man who was responsible for hearing the vision was already he was already asleep. The Lamb of God, which represented the presence of God, was already out. God was no longer, you know, the manifestation of the presence of the Almighty God was no longer present in the temple of God. And you will notice that because Eli, the man that was set over the temple at that time, was already laid down to sleep, the Bible says that Samuel also went to sleep. Okay? Which means that if the person who is responsible for receiving the word of God, if that person is not doing what he's supposed to do, every other member of the church will begin to follow suit. If a man of God is no longer hearing the word of God anymore, the members of the church are not going to hear anything. If the man of God... If the man sets over the house of God, is no longer doing his duty as the house, as the leader, as, as the one, as the minister of the Almighty God, what you will find is that the whole church will go into disarray. Sir Eli went to sleep. The all the natural thing for someone to do was that uh, our guy has gone to sleep, so let me to go and take a nap. So that was what happened. Samuel also was getting ready to go to sleep and was following in the footsteps of the master, of the leader, of the of the man, the set man of the house, until the Lord stepped in. This was the prevailing condition that we know that we see when Samuel was introduced to us. Now, when the Lord stepped in, when the Lord, when the Lord stepped in, Samuel had no clue what was going on. The Bible said at that point in time, Samuel had not even known the Lord. He was walking in the house of God, but he had no clue who the Lord was. He was serving in the temple, but he had no idea who he was actually serving. He was walking with the Almighty God, but he had no understanding of who the person was serving. So we saw that Samuel had no clue what was going on. He had no idea how, what it means to hear the voice of the Almighty God. This, is, this goes to show that under Eli, Samuel had no idea who the Lord was. Eli, this was the guy who was serving under Eli. Eli was supposed to be the one who was training him in the way of the Lord. But the interesting thing is that when God actually showed up, Samuel had no idea who he was. Which means Eli had not been introducing him to the right God. Number two, under Eli, Samuel had no encounter with the Almighty God. Samuel was in the temple. He was waking up and sleeping in the temple. He was doing everything in the temple, but he had no encounter with the God that he was serving. And that is happening in the church every day. There are so many people who are very, very busy in the house of God. A lot of people who are busy preaching the word of God. A lot of people who are busy serving the almighty God, but they have no definite encounter with the almighty God. If the Lord were to call them today, they would probably run to their pastor and say what is going on. They will probably even be casting out the spirit of the almighty God as a devil because they have never encountered the almighty God. So under Samuel, number one, under Eli, sorry, number one, Samuel had no idea who the Lord was. Number two, under Eli, Samuel had no encounter with the almighty God. Number three, under Eli, Samuel was just another up and coming professional minister who had no life but was very, very busy just doing the things that he's doing. I'm sure Samuel was developing some professional voice that he will be using on the pulpit. He was developing, he was developing some professional by demeanor that will carry him as he moves along, but he had no encounter with the real God. Then the Lord called. The Lord had to call him three times, even before Eli could perceive that God was actually calling. God had to call him three times. And Samuel had to go and meet him before Eli would understand, okay, actually, it might be God that is calling you. Because he himself had totally forgotten what it means. You know, what it meant to be able to walk with the Almighty God. Then the Lord called, and three times Samuel had to, you know, before Samuel recognized, Samuel answered to the Lord's call in verse number 10, marked a turning point in the life of Samuel. The response of Samuel in verse number 10, because he says, speak, 
for the Lord, for thy servant here. That particular response made a difference, caused a turning point in the life of Samuel. And this encounter marked a turning point in the life of Samuel because from that point in time, Samuel understood what it meant to hear the Almighty God. It changed his relationship with the Almighty God because at that, from that point in time, Samuel knew that there was a God that was still in heaven that speaks to men. Oh, no, not only that, that encounter defined his walk with the Almighty God. So three things happened to the life of Samuel when he heard the voice of the Almighty God. Number one, there was a turning point in his life. And that is why I am very convinced that the day you hear the voice of God concerning any situation in your life, everything changes. Everything changes. When that word comes to you, when you receive a definite instruction, when the voice of the Almighty God speaks to you concerning a particular issue in your life, everything changes in your life that particular day. That encounter in the life of Samuel changed his life forever. Number two was that it changed his relationship with God. The day you are able to hear God, your relationship with God will change. Because at that point in time, you know that God can speak. You know that God is not deaf and dumb. You know that God is not for some removed force that is not interacting with his people. You know that God is a personal relational God. So it changes your relationship with him. Number three, what it does to you, the day you hear the voice of the Almighty God, is that it defines your walk with him. Because at that point in time, you never do anything without asking him. You never take a step without finding out his voice. You never do anything without knowing his mind concerning that thing. So it changes your life. Then Samuel, Samuel then became the prophet, the priest, and the judge who heard clearly from the voice of the Almighty God because of that one singular encounter. That encounter changed everything. Okay? So the question there is, uh, who is this particular Samuel that we're talking about? We have read what has happened to him, but who is this Samuel? If you go back to uh, 1 Samuel chapter 1, you will begin to see the story of Samuel. Bible makes us understand that Samuel was, was, was the son of Anna, the wife of Elkanah. And this particular Anna was a woman who, the Bible says, was, was, uh, was buried. And because he wanted a child, went to the temple, began to pray. And this same Eli was the one that accused the mother of Eli, the mother of Samuel. I said, this woman, I mean, you wake up 9 o'clock in the morning, you're already drunk. Hmm? It's a terrible thing to do. You shouldn't be drunk at coming to church. It's not a good idea. You know, the woman had to tell her, hey, no, I'm not drunk. I am speaking out of the bitterness of my heart. So in other words, you see that this Eli was a very interesting character. But one day, probably we'll take opportunity to read what he has done. But that is not the story for today. But we're just trying to see that this is the, this is the person, this is the background of Samuel. Samuel's mother was a very prayerful woman. Samuel's mother was the one that prayed and made a vow to the Almighty God and said, if you give me a child, I will dedicate him to the rest of you, dedicate him to you for the rest of his life. And the Bible makes us understand that when, when Samuel was eventually born, Hannah took this particular, Hannah took this son and dedicated him to the Almighty God, brought him to the temple and said, I am paying my vow. So when Samuel was born, his mother put him, you know, his mother put him, he put him as a servant in the, under the uh, as a servant in the temple under Eli. The condition of Israel at the time of, uh, the condition of Israel at the time of Samuel was such that everything just like we said at the introduction, there was the spiritual condition was so low, people could no longer hear. The presence of the Almighty God was no longer there. And at that condition, Anna was still willing to pay his vows. Mm. Anna did not say, well, because these people are corrupt, uh, that I'm not going to do it anymore. 
Just like some of us will now wake up in one and say, oh, because the pastor is like this or the church is like this, I'm no longer doing this. I'm no longer paying my vow. Anna, despite the condition, the spiritual condition of Israel at that time, realized that he made a, she made a, prof- a promise to the Almighty God and fulfilled that promise to the Almighty God. That was what was going on in Israel at that time. Now, to reverse the downward, the downward trend, the downward spiral in Israel at that time, to change the spiritual climate of Israel at that point in time, God needed someone who could hear his voice clearly. Because at that point in time, the voice of the Almighty God was no longer heard. The plan of God was going out. The word of God was cast. God needed to turn the spiritual condition of Israel at that point in time. And he needed somebody who could hear his voice. The Lord Almighty needed someone who knew, who had a listening ear. The Lord needed somebody who will not only hear his voice, but will deliver his word the way he wanted delivered. Samuel could not hear the voice of the Almighty God when he came in, but later Samuel now became what? Samuel now became somebody who heard the voice of the Almighty God. And if you look all through the all through the ministry history of Samuel, you find out that this was a guy who heard very very clearly. If you read the book of First Samuel chapter three verse twelve, the Bible told us that Samuel had to deliver his first message from God. He had to deliver it to his own master. And that is the message of judgment. But Samuel did it. In 1 Samuel chapter 8 verse 10, the Bible told us that when the people were requesting for a king, and they were telling him, we need a king, we need a king, God gave Samuel a message for the people. And Samuel delivered it. Very harsh message, but he delivered If you go to 1 Samuel chapter 9 verse 15, the Bible told us there, that when they were when they were about to ordain a king, the Lord God Almighty identified the person that was going to, that was going to be the king. If you go to First Samuel chapter ten, read from verse number two, the Bible told us that Samuel told Saul what will happen after he had been anointed. If you go to First Samuel chapter thirteen, Bible told us how the Lord Almighty delivered the judgment, while Samuel delivered the judgment of God even to the life of Saul, that he was the one that anointed. So you see, all along Samuel had an ear that heard the voice of the Almighty God. So you will see that the relationship of Samuel with the Lord was a relationship that was characterized by very clear communication. Samuel was able to hear the voice of the Almighty God very, very clearly. God spoke, Samuel listened, and they communicated the mind of God to the people of God. In other words, Samuel had a listening ear. So that he was able to hear what God had in stock for his people. And the things he heard, he communicated very, very faithfully. That was why Saul, that was why Samuel made a success of his ministry. Because he heard God clearly. The question for us today is this. Do we hear the voice of the Almighty God? That is the first question. The second question is that, can you differentiate the voice of God from all the other competing voices that are around us? It is very interesting when you come to church today, you say, God told me to do X, Y, Z. Then give that person another two weeks. And then they will begin to say, God told me X, Y, Z. And then give them another two weeks. Then they will say, God told me something else again. And then by the time you begin to match up all the things that God has told them in the course of one month or two months, they are completely opposed to each other. And then you begin to wonder, is it God speaking or are they the one talking? Or is it God that is so fickle that just changes his mind for every second? Or is it a God that is just up, you know, like a light switch that goes on and off, changes his mind at his own will? What are they, the, the issue is that many of us have no idea what it means to hear the voice of the Almighty God. Many of us have no idea what it means. If we are going to walk with God, if we are going to make a success of our walk with God, we need the ears of Samuel. 
If you and I are going to be able to make a success of our spiritual work, if we are going to be able to work with the Lord and make an impact in our own generation or even in our own little corner, you need to hear the voice of the Almighty God. We need to understand what the Spirit of the Almighty God is saying. We need to know what it means to be able to hear the mind of God for every situation that we find ourselves. That was what Samuel learned. And that is what the ears of Samuel is all about. So the ears of Samuel is the ears that distinguish the voice of God from the voice of Eli. That is the ears of Samuel. Because there are so many Eli's in our own lives. So many people that try to speak into our life. So many people who try to occupy the position of spiritual authority in our life. We must be able to have an ear that is able to separate the voice of God and the voice of Eli. The voice of Samuel is the voice that distinguishes the voice of God from the voice of Eli. Number two, the voice of Sam, the ears of Samuel is the ears that is attuned to the voice of heaven. In other words, when God is speaking, the ears of Samuel was well attuned to know that this is the voice of God and not the voice of man. Number three, the ears of Samuel is the ears that recognizes the voice of God. The ears of Samuel is the ear that hears when others are deaf to the tone of heaven. The Bible says that Samuel grew up in a time when the voice of God was no longer clear. When people were no longer hearing the voice of God. In the midst of all that deafness, in the midst of all that silence that people could no longer hear heaven, Samuel was still able to hear him. The voice of Samuel is the voice that hears the voice of heaven when the whole of the people around you are deaf to what the Spirit of God is saying. The voice of Samuel is the ear, the ear, sorry, the ears of Samuel is the ears that listens when God is speaking. Is the ears that listen when nobody is paying attention. Is the ear that listen to hear the still small voice of the Almighty God. That is the ears of Samuel. That is the ears of Samuel. And that particular ear, he, he was able to hear when God was when, when Eli was no longer hearing. Samuel was able to hear when the whole nation was turned deaf. Samuel was able to hear when others have given up about hearing from the voice of the Almighty God. Samuel was able to hear when the whole nation of that when the whole nation of Israel at that point in time were walking up and down, not even understanding the direction that they were going. Samuel understood, was able to hear the voice of God. The question is, was this? How is it possible that Samuel could hear the voice of God when everybody around him were practically deaf? How was it that Samuel was able to do it? How was it that Samuel was able to hear when the, even the priest, the leader, the one who was responsible for the temple of God could not even hear the voice of God? How did Samuel do it? Let me suggest some examples. Let me suggest some some, some possible uh, answers. Samuel was able to hear the voice of God because, number one, the Bible told us that Samuel ministered to God as a child, which means Samuel was innocent and uncorrupted. A man who will hear the voice of the Almighty God must be a man who is innocent in heart and uncorrupted in mind. Bible said he was a child when he ministered to the Almighty God. His heart was free. His heart was not yet encumbered with all sorts of greatness. Number two, Samuel was able to hear the voice of the Almighty God because Samuel was a dedicated vessel to the Almighty God. He, did, he, was, he, was, he was a dedicated vessel. He was a man who dedicated himself to the, to the service of the Almighty God. If you dedicate yourself to the Almighty God, you will hear the voice of God. Number three, how was Samuel able to hear the voice of God? Samuel was able to hear the voice of God because Samuel was a honest broker of the word of God. 
Right from that very first time that he heard the voice of God. And the Lord gave him a very, very difficult assignment. He said, Eli, the house of Eli was going to go through judgment. God was going to punish Eli because Eli was not unfa- was not faithful. Eli did not, Eli, you know, Eli favored his children more than the Almighty God. And the Lord gave a judgment to a little boy. And the little boy was given the responsibility of delivering that information to Eli, a seasoned minister of God. And this young boy delivered the word without any compromise. Samuel was able to hear the voice of God because it was a honest broker of the word of God. If you are not a honest broker of the word of God, you will never hear God. If you have an agenda with the word of God, you will never hear him. If you have a particular idea of how the word of God should be, you will never hear him. When you are a honest broker of the word of God, the man who will hear the word of God, the man who will hear the voice of God must be a honest broker of the word of God. Number four, Samuel was able to hear the voice of God because he had a heart for the people of God. In other words, anytime he saw the people of God, his only desire was to be able to bring the people closer to the Almighty God. If your desire is not to be able to show the way of salvation, if your desire is not to be able to lead others to Christ, if your desire is not to be able to have him elevated, if your desire is not to be able to lift up the name of the Almighty God, but if your desire is to be able to promote yourself, you will not be able to hear the voice of God. Number five. Why was Samuel able to hear the voice of God in the midst of all the nations? Definitely. Samuel heard the voice of God because he obeyed God without question. I used to tell people that the last instruction you are going to receive from God is the last one that you obeyed. Because if you do not obey the voice of the Almighty God, he will not give you a fresh instruction. The last instruction you are going to receive is the last instruction that you that you that you obey if you obey god if he tell you move and you move then you hear more if you obey god and say move and you hear more if you refuse to move then he, if you refuse to obey he will not talk to you anymore god was saying someone was able to hear the voice of god because he obeyed the voice of the almighty god and so, like I said, the man who will hear the, the man who will have the ears of Samuel, the man who will have the ears of Samuel, there are seven things that that particular man must have. The first one, I can see the man and the woman, okay, that will hear the voice, that will have the ears of Samuel. Number one must have a sure encounter with the Almighty God. You cannot hear the voice of God if you have never encountered Him. Number two, he must be a man with deep relationship. You must have a good relationship with the Almighty God so that you understand what it's saying. The Bible makes us understand that after Jesus Christ died and when he has resurrected, Peter went fishing with all the other disciples. And as when they were coming back, they had not caught anything. And Jesus Christ was standing at the shore and Jesus Christ gave them an instruction. Peter recognized that instruction. As soon as Peter heard that instruction, Peter said, that is the Lord. Because he had a relationship with the Almighty God. You could recognize that voice because of that relationship. You cannot hear the voice of God unless you have a relationship with him. Number three, the man who will hear, the, the man who will have the ears of Samuel is a man who is obedient to his word. The man who will hear the voice of, who will have the ears of Samuel must be a honest broker of the word of God. He must be a man without agenda. Number five, or number six, the man who will hear the voice of God must be a man who has the heart of the who has, who has the who, with the heart for God's people. And then number seven, it must be a man who seeks only the glory of the Almighty God. You're seeking your agenda, you are seeking the things that only promote you, you might not be able to hear the voice of the Almighty God. The question today now is this: Are you that kind of mind? Are you that kind of a woman? Because if you are the man that has the ears of Samuel, what you will find is that you will have access to the secrets of the Almighty God. The Bible says that the secret of the Almighty God belongs to those who fear Him. 
then you will have access to his secret. Number two, you will know the mind of God concerning specific issues. You will not only that, you will receive clear instruction for life and for ministry. Okay? That is the person that has the ears of Samuel. You will be able to receive. The Bible said that you will hear a voice at the back of your ear telling you, this is where to go, this is where to go. That is for the person whose ears are open. And that's why tonight we want to pray and talk to the Almighty God that the Lord will remove, unplug our ears so that we can hear. In closing, let's read Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. Matthew chapter 4, reading from verse number 4. The Bible says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. If we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, what do you think will happen to the man who lives by that word? The first thing you will see is that that particular man will have access to life. Because when the Lord tells you, this is what I want, this is what is going to happen, this is what is going to happen, you'll be able to order your life in accordance with that particular word. But for the man to be able to do what? To live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, that particular individual must have an ears that hears the voice of God. I've always joked about it that if Moses, for some reason, did not hear the instruction at that particular bank of the river, of the, of the Red Sea, when the Lord was, when the, when, the, when the Egyptians were coming, the, 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 the mountains were on both sides, the Red Sea was behind them. The Egyptians were, you know, were coming behind them. If Moses could not hear voice, the voice of God on that day, the story of the Bible would have been different. Okay? The story of the Bible would have because the Egyptians would have come and just wiped them out. But the Bible says that as soon as Moses later said, Lord, what do we do? The Lord said, Why are you calling upon me? Lift up your rod. And as soon as he lifted up the rod, the Bible said that the Red Sea parted. If he did not hear that instruction, there are so many examples in the scriptures. Bible makes us understand that when Hagar was running away, you know, and the Lord, and he prayed, the Lord opened his eyes and he was able to find help in times of need. When that water was bitter and the Lord gave instruction, he said, put, cut a stick and put it in there. That unless you hear the voice of God, solutions to life will not come. We'll just be walking around as people who are deaf, who are dumb, who are just walking as if they are being, you know, who are groping in the dark. And that will not be our portion. The question tonight is this, have we, do we hear the voice of God? And for you to hear, like I said, do you have an encounter with him? The Lord will not talk to you if you have no relationship with him. If you have not encountered the Lord, he will not talk to you. He will not, or if you are not obedient to his voice, he will not talk to you. If you are not honest, broke up the truth of, of the truth of the word of God, he will not talk to you. If you have no interest in his people, or interest in his glory, he will not talk to you. The question is, are you hearing the voice of God? Or you are just hearing the voices that are all around? Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.